<laughs> well, guys, it's um, a real honor to be with you guys tonight, and it's an honor to be in uh, Pastor Donald Sims' pulpit. Um, all the things that he said about me, I can say about him twice over. You all are so blessed to have Donald and Rachel as your pastors. Um, is that true? Yes, it is. And yes, give them a hand. Let's, they are, uh, Um, I, I applaud him and honor him and respect him, and I applaud you all for the daring faith, all that you're doing to make a difference. That, that's powerful stuff. Um, I think this is the third Sunday night that Bobby and I have been over um, to be part of what y'all are doing here, and we're really just excited to see what God's going to do through all this. Uh, so I want to honor Donald. Rachel, I also want to honor my wife, Bobby's. Here tonight, would you raise your hand, Miss Bobby there, my beautiful wife. Um, we've been married 30 and a half years. We'll be, be 31 in, in May, and I've said this before, and I mean this. If it weren't for the love and grace of God and the love and grace of my wife, I'd be a total mess. And so I'm thankful for both of them, and uh, Bobby's a real blessing to me. Um, just, I want you, before we get started, turn to the person next to you and say this. Uh, you look like you've lost weight over the holidays. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I need to get a smile out of you guys. Uh, we, I want to also just say this real quick. I appreciate you guys coming out on such a cold night. And uh, it's New Year's Eve and all that. What an exciting time. Uh, for those of you from River of Life who are here, spoiler alert. You're going to hear the same message that I preached this morning. Um, if you liked it, great. If you didn't, I'll try to do better this time. Uh, but uh, I just felt like in preparing that the Lord wanted me to preach the same message both places. So that's what we're going to do. So in this time of New Year's, it's exciting because, you know, this is a time of year when you sort of can reflect on the year past, 2017. You can talk, you know, think about what went well. Was 2017 a great year or not? But, you know, sometimes you may be thinking, you may be one of those people is going, man, I'm so glad 2017's over. I am, so, I am so excited to get into 2018. Some of you may be thinking, man, it was a great year. And, and it's sort of like halftime of a ball game where you go into the locker room and you say, okay, what went well in the first half? And what do we need to keep doing? What didn't go well? And what do I need to change going into the second half? And so as we're at this point in time, that's sort of how I want us to look at this. So this morning I want to talk about transition. And usually transition is not a positive word. You know, have you ever been in a business that like, we're transitioning the new computer system? That's not a good thing. Usually when you're transitioning, it's an uncomfortable thing. But as we transition from 2017 to 2018, and I believe that God's getting ready to transition all of you, Transition this church, transition this area from one glory to another glory. I want us to look at some scripture this morning and learn, see what we need to be doing during the transition. Okay, so I'm going to be looking at 1 Samuel chapter 22, first five verses if you have your Bible. If you don't, your device or however, I think that we're also going to maybe have it on the wall here. So it says, so David left Gath and escaped to the cave of Adullam. Soon his brothers and all his other relatives joined him there. Then others began coming, men who were in trouble or in debt or who were just discontented. 
until David was the captain of about 400 men. Later, David went to Mizpah in Moab where he asked the king, please allow my father and mother to live here with you until I know what God is going to do for me. So David's parents stayed in Moab with the king during the entire time David was living in his stronghold. One day the prophet Gad told David, leave the stronghold and return to the land of Judah. So David went to the forest of Hereth. Let's pray real quick. Father, we just come before you. We're thankful for this opportunity once again to gather with people who love you and people who you love. And Lord, we just ask that your word would not return void, but it would accomplish the very thing you sent it forth to do tonight. Lord, I pray your blessings on these people. I pray a great and prosperous new year for everyone in this building. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so the first thing, just let's talk about the background of, of what led up to this. You probably know the story. David was called, he was anointed by Samuel the prophet to be king. And so he's anointed to be king, he's called to be king. Samuel tells you, you're going to be the king of all of Israel. That's awesome, but it doesn't happen immediately. So then he has to go through this time where he's serving in, in the palace under Saul. He's serving Saul. David's the anointed king. Saul is the real king at that time. And so he has to go through this time where he knows what God's called him to do. He knows where he's going, but he's not there yet. Any of y'all there right now? You, you know where God's called you. You know where you're going, but you're not there yeah, and so there comes a time when Saul then gets jealous, decides he wants to kill David. Jonathan helps him escape. He runs. He finds himself at this priest place. He gets some bread there, and he, he says, I had to leave so quickly I didn't even get a weapon. Do you have anything? He says, well, I happen to have the sword of Goliath, the sword that's used to cut off his head, which is interesting. He gives it to him. He leaves from there, he goes to another place where he has to pretend like he's crazy <laughs> for a time. And then he ends up in this cave. And so he's in this time of transition where he's between where God told him he's going, you're going to be king, but he's not the king yet. He's in transition. And he's, I believe that's where so many people are today. It's the place between going from glory to glory. So the first thing I want us to look at, the very first thing it says here is, so David left. In order to go to the next glory, we have to be willing to leave the first glory. In order to get to the next place, we have to leave this place. And so many times, one of the things that, the things that holds us back from moving to the next glory is we're so comfortable with this glory. <laughs> I, I know this glory. I, I've, I'm... I'm comfortable with the people here. I, I'm just getting used to, to this condition of life. I'm just getting used to this station in life. I, I'm not really wanting to move. I, I know that sounds awesome, but I like where I'm at now. And, and if we really want to move to the next place that God's wanting us to be, we have to leave where we are now. And it's interesting that David had to leave behind familiar surroundings, familiar relationships, Safe help and support. The, the, the priest there was giving him food, was giving him weapons. Familiar ways of doing things. Traditions. The church is a wonderful place. The church is full of great traditions. The, full, the church is full of, of great ways of doing things. But sometimes we're too full of tradition. 
Sometimes we get so hung up and it's always been this way that we can't move to where God is wanting us to be. And, and so David could have said, you know, I like it right here. I'm getting this bread. I'm getting that. I'm, I'm with people I know. But that wasn't where God wanted him to be. God wanted him to be the king. And David knew he needed to be the king. And that's where he, God was taking him. So he had to leave where he was. And so we need to sometimes assess and say, is there something that I'm hanging on to? Sort of like what, what Donald's talking about this morning. Is, am I hanging on to something here that's keeping me from going there? Is there some kind of tradition or the way things have always been? Those type of things. Is, is it I'm too comfortable with the people here in this relationship? Am I too comfortable with what's going on? That I'm, I'm maybe afraid to move on to the next thing? Because if we want to go where God's calling us, we need to be willing to leave where we are now. In order to go to the next level of glory, you must be willing to leave the current one. Amen? David surely felt some sense of safety where he was. But at the same time, he was willing to leave where he was. He was willing to take his foot off first base to get to second base, so to speak. He was willing to leave where he was. And notice it goes on, it says, and he escaped to the cave of Adullam. The place of transition may not be what we desire, but it's necessary. I'm sure that when David was being anointed to be king, he did not foresee himself living in a cave. But the cave was very necessary. The place of transition was necessary. It's necessary sometimes to go through transition to get to that place because there's things that we can only learn and things that we can only accomplish and things that we can only grow in while we're going through transition. It's important, though, to remember that the place of transition is just that. It's not the destination. The only way that the place of transition becomes the place of destination is if we stop, if we quit there. The desert was never supposed to be the, desert, the destination for the children of Israel. It was the place of transition, but because they gave up on the Lord and began to question him and they began to fear the, what was going to happen and began to question and began to complain, they ended up spending 40 years in the transition phase rather than moving on to the destination phase. And so sometimes what happens is in the transition we get discouraged and we want to just sit down right here and quit because, wait a minute, God's called me to here. I'm in a cave. God's called me to be doing these great things, but I'm in this cave, so I'm just going to quit. And if we quit, that's where we stay. But we just need to understand it's the transition phase. It's what God's taking us through to get us to that place of glory that he's wanting to take us to. Galatians 6, 9 tells us this. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. And so what I want to say to you this morning, if you're in place, or this afternoon, if you're in place of transition, don't give up. Don't stop. Just keep learning, keep growing, keep receiving, Keep allowing the Holy Spirit to teach you, do the things in you that he's wanting to do. Don't give up. Don't quit because you're not there yet. <laughs> right? You're going there. David was on his way to king because he'd already been anointed. God had told him he's going to do that, but he wasn't there yet. The place of transition, though, is very necessary. 
The word Adullam, he was in the cave of Adullam, actually means refuge. What does the word of God tell us about refuge? Well, here's a couple scriptures. Psalms 46.1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Psalms 91, verses 1 and 2. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. In the time of transition, when we're going from glory to glory, when we're going from this level to that level, when we're going from this ministry to this ministry, or this station in life to that station in life, we need to pursue our refuge, who is God, which means this, we need to be pursuing the presence of God. We need to be running into that cave of his presence. <laughs> Spending as much time in the cave of his presence as we can. We need to be spending time in the presence of God, that saturating, manifest presence of God where we just are with him and allow him to begin to speak to us and teach us and grow us and change us and cultivate us and, and become the person that we need to be before we get to the next glory. The presence of God is such a sweet place. I know in, in, in my life there have been times when I have felt like all I had going for me was God. Have you ever been there? It's hard, it's hard times. And so here David is on the run. I'm supposed to be king. King's trying to kill me. I'm out in the wilderness living in a cave. But can I tell you this? In those times, being in the presence of God can be some of the sweetest times of your life. It can be those times when I'm just... It's just so sweet. It's me and God. And he begins to speak to us there. And we can learn and grow from him. And we talk to him. And I believe that when we're being transitioned from this glory to this glory, we need to be pursuing passionately the presence of God. Not trying to get away from what he's doing in our lives. Just accept the cave for what it is and, and accept the refuge of God in our life. As he allow him to strengthen us in those times. It can be a very, very sweet time. But here's the thing. It's important that we go through transition because transition is a time of training and testing. It's in those times of transition that God trains us for the next level. It's in those times of transition that God tests us to see if we're ready for the next level of glory. It says here in, in the first couple of, of verses of First Samuel, as soon as brothers and all his other relatives joined him there, then others began coming, men who were in trouble or in debt or who were just discontented until David was the captain of about 400 men. Okay, so remember this. David was anointed to be king of all of Israel. So in his mind, I'm sure if, he, if David thought anything like I would think, I'm going to be the king. I'm going to be sitting on a nice throne in a big palace, driving a big car. And I'm going to have people waiting on me, and this is going to be nice. I'm going to be the king. But he wasn't being the king yet. Here's who God sent him. Men who were outlaws. Men who were broke. Men who were discontent, I mean, they were just grumpy men. They were just unhappy people. 
And so they were coming to him going, hey, David, I heard you got this sweet cave, and um, I'm broke too, so can I move in your cave with you? Or, or David, um, I'm just really unhappy. I don't like my life at all. And so I just thought that I could bring some of that glee to your life and just move in with you. And so David's got these 400 guys that the Bible says are in trouble, in debt, discontented. They're outlaws, broke, and unhappy. And that's who God says, I want you to be the captain of. He was in training. Before I'm going to let you be king of, of, of my armies, before I let you be king of all of Israel, you've got to be the captain of these 400 losers. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> and here, here's what we need to understand. That, see, God usually does provide support, and he, he provides for us the people we need in our life, but it's usually unlikely alliances unlikely relationships. We have in our mind, these are the people that are going to help me get to here. Can I, can I just tell you this? I've seen for years people chase other people. If I could just get connected with this guy, if I could be discovered, if this guy could just hear me sing, if this guy could just hear me preach, Man, I would, he'd bring me on his team and that'd launch me into the next place. Usually, God doesn't need somebody to discover you. God discovered Moses, found him out in the desert with a burning bush, right? Paul didn't need to be discovered by some televangelist. God caught him on the road to Damascus and said, hey, why are you doing this? God can find you where you're at. God can do amazing things with you right where you're at. Don't be chasing after somebody. Chase after Jesus. And he'll take you to the next glory. Don't reject, in a time of transition, don't reject the people God sends you, even if they're not the people you expect. Donald sort of told the story. I was called to be... Um, I felt like I was called by God to, to pastor a church, and, and long story, I, I messed that up for a long time. But um, in my heart, I, I believe that God called me, was calling me to be a pastor of a non-denominational, spirit-filled church. And then who calls me is a Baptist church. But they're spirit-filled. And I'm like, this, that, don't, that don't line up, God. But, I, but Bobby and I knew God's calling us to these people. And these people saw something in me that I don't know what they saw, and they wanted me to come and be their pastor. Now, they, I'm not saying that the people that God called me to were outlaws broke. And I didn't say that. I didn't say that, guys. You did, don't hear what I'm not saying. It just it wasn't who I expected. But can I tell you this? It was not what I expected but the people that God brought in my life were much better. And what God's done in my life has been so much better than what I first anticipated. When, when I thought what I was going to do, because God knew better. And, and so he brought people into my life that weren't what I expected, but they were better. Amen? 
And, and God does that if we will keep our hearts open to the people that God's going to bring into your life in this transition period. God's going to bring new people into your life, and they're not going to be maybe the people you expect, but he's going to bring them into your life, and they're going to be the people that's going to help propel you to the next glory. He also tested David there. Matthew Barnett, I know some of you are familiar with him, does the L.A. Dream Center, said this, I read this in a book, said that God told him this, if you reach the people that nobody wants, then I'll send you the people that everybody wants. And that's, I read that several years ago and that stuck with me because if we will keep our hearts open to the people that God brings into our life and we'll reach out to the people that God calls us to, and brings into our life, and brings us into their life, and not have some predisposed idea of who we're supposed to be with, and who can help me get there, but who can I help? Who can I reach out to? Who can I lift up? Then God will help us move from this glory to that glory. It's almost like God was saying to David, listen, if you'll be king to these 400 guys right here, then I'll let you move up to being the king of all of Israel. Sometimes God wants to put us through these training phases. <laughs> and sometimes we, I, you know, we, we want to jump from here to there. But God said, I, I need you to be faithful right where you're at. In Luke chapter 16, Jesus said this, if you're faithful in the little things, you'll be faithful in the large ones. Here, here's, the, here's the question for you right now. What has God assigned you to do right now? Right now. I, I'm, not, I'm not talking about the next glory. I'm not talking about the next level. What is it that God has assigned you to do right now? Be faithful in that. Be excellent in that. Be your best in whatever God's asked you. Well, I believe God's called me to lead this great ministry, and right now he's got me teaching the, the four, and six, four to six-year-olds. Awesome. Be the best four to six-year-old teacher in the world. Study like you're getting ready to teach a thousand people. Give it your best. When you prove yourself faithful in those things, then God will say, I can move you up to here. And that's what he was doing in David's life. Also, it says in verse 3, Later David went to Mizpah in Moab, where he asked the king, Please allow my father and mother to live here with you until I know what God is going to do for me. So here's the thing. Keep caring for and honoring those around you. Keep caring for and honoring those people that are important to you right now. S sometimes in the transition, sometimes in moving from this glory to this glory, we get so process-oriented. It's about getting here that we begin to neglect the relationships around us. And what I love about this was in, in the cave, when you know David was frustrated, when you know David was thinking, I should be in the palace and not Saul, I'm the anointed one, he takes time to make sure that his mom and dad are okay. Because... He wasn't going to neglect the important relationships in his life. And, and, and so while we're moving, while God's moving you right now from this glory to that glory, don't neglect the people that are in your life right now. Love on them. I, I think it's interesting that it talks about his mom and dad because they re represent two sets of people to me. They, they represent 
people that he loved and loved him and were important to him. Also, his parents represent the authority in his life. And he didn't neglect the authority in his life. Even though thing, he was in a cave, <laughs> even though he wasn't where he wanted to be, he wasn't where he was going, he took care of the authority in his life. He honored the authority in his life. Really, if you, if you study the whole story, David was given opportunity twice to kill Saul. Just take care of the problem. Kill him, I can move in the palace. But he would not do that because he understood you've got to honor your authority. And Saul was still the authority. As long as he was the king, that's where God wanted him and he was not going to do that. It's important in the times of transition that we don't begin to neglect our authorities and begin to neglect the people around us that love us and who we love and who God's placed in our life that we continue to love those people and take care of them. He didn't reject them. He continued to honor and respect those people in his life. Don't get so caught up in trying to move up, be something, be somebody that you neglect the people around you. Also, don't move on until you get a word from God. Now, this seems like it's contradictory to the first point. Those of you who were taking notes and may re actually remember what the first point was, the first point was you have to leave here to get there, right? You can't stay where you're at if you want to get to the next glory. This point says almost the opposite. It sounds like it's contradictory. Well, don't move. Well, I thought you said a few minutes ago to move. Now you're saying don't move. Here's what I'm saying, and here's what this story tells us. Don't move, though, until you get a word from God. Because here, here's what it says. One day, the prophet Gad told David, leave the stronghold and return to the land of Judah. So David went to the forest of Herod. One day, the prophet said, leave. Can, can I tell you guys that are in transition right now? One day, there'll be a one day. There'll be a one day when God says, okay, now it's time. One day. When, when I was um, not doing what God wanted me to do, there came an evening when Bobby and I got on our knees in our family room and repented before God, said, God, okay, you've called me to preach. I've been running. I repent of that. True story. True story. That was on a Tuesday night. The next day, and I remember even saying this to Bobby, okay, I, I give up. I'll preach if God wants to. I have no idea where I'd preach. I don't know who would want me. I, I don't know, but God, if you want me to preach, I'll preach. The next day, George Campbell calls me. says, uh, could you come preach for us tonight? True story. And me being the godly man I was said, uh, let me call you back. Let me think about that. That's tonight, right? I don't know if I have time. So I call Bobby, who is much wiser than I am and much more spiritual than I am, and she says, are you crazy? We just said last night. She didn't call me crazy, but basically that's what I heard. She was saying, we just said last night, Lord, if you want us to, if you want us to do this, we'll do it. I think you better go. I said, you're right. I called George back. I said, yeah, I'll be there tonight. 
And uh, I don't I remember what I preached on. It was probably horrible, but I remember the text that I preached on. And what God did from that was join me to these people that I've been their pastor for 15 years. See, there was a one day. There was a one day. And, and what I want to encourage you guys with is you may feel like you're in the transition and you're so frustrated. You're so frustrated because God has already anointed you and called you and given you vision for this, but you're in the cave. But there's going to be a one day when you'll get the word, it's time to go. Isn't that good? There's a one day. But here's the thing. Don't go before you get the word from the Lord. Because just as it is disastrous to stay where, stay here when God wants you to go there, it's just as disastrous to get ahead of God and get frustrated and get anxious and say, I'm going to make this happen. And so we need to wait till we hear a word from the Lord. Now, warnings here. Warning, warnings here. <clears throat> there are a lot of people meaning well who love Jesus going to heaven that are anxious to give you a word. But that word may not be from the Lord. That's about as nice as I know how to say it, okay? Um, they love Jesus. They, love, uh, they probably love you, but, but they, they're anxious to give a word. We need, just make sure that the source of the word and the word line up with the word. <laughs> if the source of the word doesn't line up with the word or the word doesn't line up with the word, then you need to be cautious, okay? And just make sure that you're hearing from God. But God will speak. And don't get ahead of God. Don't try to make something happen that's not him. We need to trust his timing. We need to trust who he is. We need to trust that he's a good father. That he'll take care of us. That his timing is perfect. And when he's ready to call us, and when he's ready to move us, it's the right time. I, I believe that I don't know that there's anything spiritually significant about December 31st or January 1st. I, I, don't, I don't know that. But here's what I sense in my spirit, that God is wanting to transition a lot of us. I, I know in my personal life, God's getting ready to put me through, through some transitions. My baby daughter just got engaged, and I'm going to be, this time next year, I will probably be an empty nester. I'm not excited about that. But it's a transition I don't have anything to say about. I, it's just going to happen. But I also believe that God's wanting to spiritually transition this church, our church, this area, from its current state of glory to a greater st state of glory. I, I believe that with all my heart. I believe that there are people in this room right now that either, either you're getting ready to go through transition or you know right now you're in transition. You feel like you're in the cave. And it's a frustrating thing. I think it was very frustrating at times for David. But, but remember this, I, I heard uh, R.T. Kendall said, said this, one of the worst things that can happen to a man is for him to be promoted to a position before he's ready. And so don't get, don't get ahead of God. Don't get overly anxious. 
Allow God to work in you, train you, get you ready, be ready, spend time in his presence. Listen, if you feel like you're in transition right now, here's, here's the five things again. Don't let your present condition hold you back. Don't get caught up in traditions or what you're comfortable with or what you know. Or don't be afraid to experience something you don't know. Or something you're, not, you, you're afraid you might not be good at. Hey, I'm good at what I do now. I'm afraid if I, I won't be good. At whatever it is, don't let your present condition hold you back from the glory God's wanting to take you to. Two, take refuge in the presence of God. And it, it's a time to spend time in prayer like we've never prayed before. It, it's time to spend time in his presence fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, praying in the Holy Spirit, before an open word, before the word of God, just praying in the Holy Spirit and, and experiencing his presence. If we need anything now, we need his manifest presence in our life, in our churches, in our community, right? And, and so we, instead of being frustrated by the cave of refuge, let's embrace his presence and the place that we're in and let it be a sweet time. Third, be faithful now to what you're doing now. Be faithful in what God's called you to and be open to the people God brings into your life. Don't reject people because they're not who you think you need. Be open to the new relationships. Be open to the people God's going to bring into your life. Four, care for and honor the people closest to you. It's so important to honor people. Care for people, love people. And last, don't get ahead of the word of the Lord. <laughs> don't get ahead of the word of the Lord. Listen, God's, I, I, as I said before, I am so excited about your Daring Faith campaign. If that's, if that's not transition, I don't know what is. God's moving you guys to great levels. And that's awesome. I'm, I'm excited for you. I'm proud of you. I, I'm blessed to know you. I, and, and I... I pray for you that, that every, every goal is met. But I, I want to encourage you also that in the transition, don't get caught up in, is it ever going to happen? It's not happening as fast as I think it should happen. It's not looking like I thought it was going to look like. <laughs> right? I, we, we set out this campaign. Pastor Donald laid out this campaign. We got excited, and now we're in the cave with 400 Can I say deplorables? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But listen, embrace that. God's doing exciting things, and God's going to do even greater things in 2018. Amen. Would you guys stand with me for just a minute? And... I, I, I just, um, as we look into a new year, I just, I just want to... Um, pray over you guys and um, we'll, we'll have an altar time here in a minute but but I just I just feel um, as we look into a new year as we're getting our transition into a new time period all those things can I just pray over you guys pray blessing over you. Lord I, I, I want to just I come before you Lord and I, I thank you for all the exciting things that you're doing in this church in this city, in this city of hope. 
I thank you, Lord, for sending Pastor Donald and Rachel to these people and these people to, to Pastor Donald and Rachel. I, I pray for them, God. I pray that you would just continue to pour out your spirit here, that you'd pour out your vision, Lord, that you would grow them, that, that their faith would, would become absolutely daring, <laughs> that it wouldn't just be a campaign, it would be who they are, that this church would be known for its daring faith, this church would be known for the great exploits that they have done by your spirit. God, I pray blessing, I pray provision, I pray that you provide every penny that's needed to uh, accomplish every one of their goals. God, there is no lack in the kingdom of God. There is no lack, no shortage in the kingdom of God. And so, Father, I pray that it be here in Manchester as it is in heaven. <laughs> I pray, God, that you would just open the heaven, rend the heavens over Manchester and pour out your spirit here, pour out your provision, pour out your power, pour out your, your miraculous power, your healing power, your restoration power. Pour it out in this church, God, that, it, that this community would be touched would be changed, would move from glory to glory to glory because of this church being planted here, right where it's at. God, I pray for those people that are in transition. Some of them have been feeling like giving up because it's been moving so slow. They've been wanting to give up, God, because they know where you've called them to, but it just doesn't seem like it's moving there like it should. God, I pray for encouragement over them right now. Lord, you strengthen them, that you fill them with your spirit, fill them with your strength and with your power. Lord, give them new hope, new vision, new strength for a new day. God, I pray that you just continue to bless them. Lord, provide every need, supply all of their need according to your riches and glory. Amen. I'd like to do this. I'm going to... Um, just, if you are in a place of transition and maybe you've been discouraged, maybe you're not sure where God's calling you next, but you know God's tugging at you, I'm going to invite you to come down. I'm going to ask Pastor Donald to come with me. I'm going to ask my wife, Bobby, to come down and, and join us. And we'll pray over you guys. Yeah, whoever. I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Donald now. We just want to pray for you guys as you may need it.